0: Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Thursday, December 3rd. We are continuing to move into this Advent season and so glad that you're joining us for these meditations as we consider the incredible reality of God become man and the longing in our hearts for the return of Jesus, for uh, the time when he will come again. It was great for those who were able to be with us to join us uh, during first wednesday um although It's such a difficult thing to do that uh, to an empty room. Uh, There just was a sense of the Spirit meeting us and guiding us. I know we're still working through some technical issues, which uh, we are definitely addressing as we move uh, into this week, but uh, it's great to be able to pray together. And as I said last night, truly a privilege. I think something that we need to remember that God has given to us as a privilege. Um, Also want to remind you just briefly before we dive into the thought for today that Uh, We will have our annual meeting. Uh, We will have it by Zoom. That information will be coming out Uh, later today. And so I want to let you know to be ready for that and prepared for that. Uh, There will be a Zoom link that will be in the email that comes out today. It will also be in our weekly email newsletter, and we'll uh, talk about it on Sunday morning as well. And so uh, love for you to join us six o'clock. I know Zoom is an odd platform for an annual meeting, but these are odd times. And so uh, we're going to make some adjustments and uh, do it as, as best we can. Well, I, I want to continue to think about the idea of Advent. And and as we do, I want to go to what is perhaps my favorite quote about the Advent season. It comes from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the um, German theologian and martyr during World War II, uh, martyred for his opposition to Nazi Germany. And, and he has a variety of different meditations and thoughts on the Advent season. And one of the things that I think can be tricky about Advent is um, it's either so simple that our um, uh, we, we feel like we're saying the same thing over and over again. I know as a pastor, that can be really tricky. Um, everybody knows we're going to talk about Jesus coming to earth, right? That's the whole point. We're going to talk about the first coming and this year also the second coming, which has been historically a part of the Advent uh, celebration. But... Um, uh, It's either so simple that it seems like you're saying the same thing again and again, or the opposite is true. The incarnation is so incredibly complex from a theological perspective. The writings that have been spent simply on John chapter 1 and Philippians chapter 2 alone would fill a library. The kenosis passage of Philippians 2 what does it mean that Jesus set aside his deity? Uh, the beautiful incarnation passage, the poetry of John chapter 1, that God took on flesh and dwelt among us. And w- what's it mean that the eternal light of the universe has come into the world? These are deep mysteries that cannot be plumbed by the human mind alone. And so uh, incarnation tends to land on either the overly simplistic or or the overly complex. And I think as as an average person who's engaging the beauty of Advent and the longing of Advent, the desire for Jesus' second coming and the joy of his first, we can get, um, maybe start to feel as though we're out of our league, as though um, maybe we should just sing Joy to the World again and forget about the whole thing, because it's just so complex or simplistic. And that's what I love about Bonhoeffer's quote uh, in uh, a book, a compilation of his uh, Christmas and Advent writings called God is in the Manger. Bonhoeffer says this, it's a longer quote, but stick with me. I think it's, it's really worth it. No priest, no theologian stood at the manger of Bethlehem. And yet all Christian theology has its origin in the wonder of all wonders that God became human. Holy theology arises from knees bent before the mystery of the divine child in the stable without the holy night there is no theology god is revealed in the flesh the god human jesus christ that is the holy mystery that theology came into being to protect and to preserve how we fail to understand when we think that the task of theology is to solve the mystery of god to drag it down to the flat ordinary wisdom of human experience and reason Its sole office is to preserve the miracle as miracle, to comprehend, defend, and glorify God's mystery precisely as mystery. This and nothing else, therefore, is what the early church meant when with never flagging zeal it dealt with the mystery of the Trinity and the person of Jesus Christ. If Christmas time cannot ignite within us something like a love for holy theology so that we captured and compelled by the wonder of the manger of the son of God must reverently reflect on the mysteries of God, then it must be that the glow of the divine mysteries has also been extinguished in our heart and has died out. I know that's heavy, you may need to rewind and listen to that a few times, but I think at the heart, this is what Bonhoeffer's saying, that the origin of everything that we know as theology is Jesus himself. That that theology and the mysteries of theology begin at the manger, begin with the birth of Jesus. And it's only when we recognize that that is the heart of what it means to be a theologian, to protect the mystery of the incarnation, that we can start to enter into something like theology, not a theology that explains it all. On the the far end, those who are tearing apart the kenosis passages and the incarnation passages, trying to understand, fail to engage the truth of the mystery. We're not going to figure it out. And on the other side, those who insist upon an overly simplistic storybook fairy tale retelling of the Christmas story also fail to engage the mystery. As Bonhoeffer says, let me just uh, paraphrase that final uh, unwieldy sentence that he, he wrote. If Christmas time can't ignite something in us, like a love for what is truly theology, the mystery of theology, that we would engage reverently the mystery of God. If it can't do that, then the glow of the divine mystery, the the um, the desire to understand and adore the beauty of God, has been extinguished in our heart and died out. What he says is this: that worship, at its core, is mystery. We worship God who is other than us, not the God we understand fully, but the God that we can never understand fully. And so the, the Christmas season, the Advent season, and then the Christmas season remind us that God is bigger than we can get our arms around, that Jesus coming to earth is not something that we can just explain away quickly and then move on to the cookies, Jesus coming to earth has changed everything. And the distance between God and man, the incredible sacrifice that comes from the eternal God existing forever in spirit, taking on flesh and being incarnate among us, coming into the dirt and the grime and the brokenness and the ugliness and the injustice of our lives. It's beyond what we can explain with a few sentences or tens of thousands of pages. It's a mystery. And it's that mystery that leads us to worship. And so I want to encourage you during this Advent season to consider the mysterious that God once, 2,000 years ago, came among us, took on flesh and lived with us. And that God will again, at a point in time that no one knows in the future, return again in the flesh, and in that moment, all that's wrong will be made right. And it's in between where we live, where we hope, where we worship, not what we fully understand, but what is inherently mysterious in a beautiful uh, majestic way because it's not theology that will explain it to us and it's not the storybook it's worship and so i want to encourage you to worship through this christmas season worship the mystery of god become flesh may the grace and peace of the lord jesus christ rest upon you dwell within you, transforming your heart, mind, and spirit, giving you joy and peace and love for the world around you. And then may his spirit flow from you to a waiting and watching world that must be loved, that needs the peace that you have, that longs for the hope of Jesus. Have a great day. Be back with you one more time tomorrow.